followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 67? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of Dungeons. Dinings. And Dorks. Dorks? <laughs> dorks. Dorks. Be confident in your dorkiness. I need to be confident. My gosh, everybody likes me. We're, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Edwin, everybody does like you. <laughs> so, Angela, how was your, what was it, your staycation? Yeah, I, I had a, I had myself a bit of a long weekend uh, recently, and I impulsively chose a major project for my long weekend that still isn't done. I decided to do a little bathroom remodeling. Yeah, she did decide to do a little bit of bathroom remodeling, and I had to take a bath first time in I don't know how long. <laughs> there's There was a uh, partial wall above the bathtub from where yeah. someone had once added one of those well, sliding glass 1980s sliding doors yeah those sliding glass doors in the bathtub and someone else later decided to take that out but they left the partial wall and it's been an adventure it's been an adventure yes and by the way just to just to let everybody know you know if you are thinking about taking a bath in a standard bathtub First of all, these sand bathrooms were bathtubs were made for kids. <laughs> they weren't made for adults. Because let me tell you something. Trying to get up from a bath bathtub full of water, it's precarious. <laughs> it is it is it is a it is it is a risk. <laughs> so it's not if you're gonna think of taking a bathtub, go get yourself an adult bathtub. <laughs> The one that blows bubbles and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I do got to tell you a few things that went wrong in this bathroom. Oh, no. All right. So, you know, it's removing a partial wall. So I've got to break through the wall. I got to break it down. Right. And, Uh And I go to attack the wall. And I'm having to hit it really hard, and I'm thinking, man, they look it looks so easy on TV. And I break through, and I look at the hole, and I see wallpaper inside the hole. And it's like, that shouldn't be there. Wait a minute. Right. And I I you know, make the hole a little bigger, and I realize there's two layers of drywall. And I get that first layer of drywall peeled off because I've got to disassemble what's holding it up. And I discover at some point, someone tried to take down the old wallpaper and decided that it was easier to put an extra layer of drywall throughout the entire bathroom. So I think, yeah, I think our bathroom (laughs) has two layers of drywall. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, it's... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a little ridiculous. I will I will say one thing too is that the uh what was it? We used a uh like like a texture spray that was a little bit smelly <sighs> to put in the very lighter terms. And let me tell you one thing. Trying to go to the bathroom with that smell 
it's you get high. <laughs> I bet, yeah. It's I've never I've never went to the bathroom and got high at the same time. <laughs> I might have during college, but I don't remember. But <laughs> it's yeah, the the fumes were pretty strong. Like here it is, winter. We had I think I had air purifier going. Oh, we had the window going. We the had air the window going. open. We had the, the fans, fans we going. Had everything, everything going, trying to clear the air in there, and just oh uh, gosh, that smell was there for hours. That was not good. <laughs> yeah, at least I can take a shower again. That's that's a plus. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a plus. It's nearly done. I got the first coat of paint on the ceiling and on the trim that's still got to go in because yeah i've got to sand the trim to make make it fit in the yeah. rounded corner because and they didn't quite do the corners right <laughs> and just for for the, for our listeners yes we only have one bathroom in the house it's a standard 1950s bath uh, house and there's only one bathroom <laughs> I mean, to be fair, my house also has one bathroom, so I understand yeah. the struggle. <laughs> yeah, so, but the project is nearly done. Just got to finish painting, get the trim up, and, you know, do any little touch-up work. Yeah. And then, okay. and then we'll have a bathroom completely functional with a real shower curtain rod instead of one of those tension rods, because those things do not hold up a a heavy shower curtain yeah <laughs> we learned that real quick when we first moved in here mm. <laughs> so we started hanging up the shower curtain the shot the ride kept going down 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 and crashing and in boom, the middle of the night and crashing in the middle of the night <laughs> so so yeah i'm i am excited to have that done Hopefully, I'll be able to get the painting finished tonight and we'll be able to get the trim up soon. Edwin's hoping that I'll be done with it soon. I kind of want my... I kind of want the sink back, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the texture has two different... Te- or the ceiling has two different uh, intensities of texture, but you know what? That's okay. Eventually, I'm going to have to redo the ceiling anyway. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's fine. fine. How yeah. many people actually look up in the bathroom? Me. Oh, okay. Well, besides <laughs> Angela, how many people look up in the bathroom? I usually do just to check for spiders. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but yeah, before we move out, I'm going to have to take that take out that extra layer of drywall. Because, you know, I'm having to do some weird things with the spackle to get it looking nice. <laughs> It's an adventure. It's such a oh my gosh! I, at least I didn't have to take a sawzall to that wall. That was a plus. It's true. It's the excitement of being homeowners. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Hey Pam, what have you been doing? <laughs> I've been keeping my distracted. <laughs> so I think it was last episode. I meant. Or no, it was a few episodes ago, I think, where I mentioned that there was going to be a second season of Tiger King. Yeah. Yeah. The train wreck known as Tiger King. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we binge watched it. You watched one, it? 
It's actually, I think it was like five episodes. So <laughs> what, like, the, like the the original Tiger King one on Netflix? I think, it, you know, I, I think the first season seemed longer. I don't remember. But that was because in the first season of Tiger King, they like do like, they end episodes like on a cliffhanger. And that's like every episode. That's the reason why people are like, what do they mean when they said that? Or whatever, and it's just event after event after event. Like, oh well, yeah, how how bad can this? Can oh, this train it, wreck it, go? It, it was it was a train wreck upon a train wreck inside a dumpster fire. That was basically <laughs> yeah. what the the whole show was about. But you know what? The thing about that show, that show did something to me, like how Cops was for me. You watching Cops way back when? Right. If you okay. have a bad day and you don't like your life and you just like you're ready to give up, just watch Tiger King and you'll be a okay. It's like at least you're not dealing at least, with that. At least you're not dealing with that. At least your life isn't as as bad as 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 Carol Baskin, Joe Exotic, or whoever. You know, like it's just like one of those things where it's sort of like you kind of it forces you to reevaluate your life, and it's just like. No, it's not really that bad. I think it'll be, it'll be okay. I, it's like that. I will tell this: the second season isn't as good as the first season because, un, like the first full se- uh, first season, it you could you could it's like the flow of each episode actually is connected within each other. Yeah. Second second season was wasn't that well connected. It was more like a this is what happened to this person. Now let's focus on this person. Oh, is oh this look, like... there's another person that's just as weird and you know crazy about cats like these other two. Except, is it is it like basically like where are they now kind of deal? Um, uh, kind of. They did reverse revisit something uh, regarding mur- O'Carroll. The murder. No. Oh, well, there's a new theory now. Oh, great. A oh, new theory. No. Oh. Do we, do we even dare ask? <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert. Okay. Okay. Put a spoiler alert here if you got, if, if okay. listeners still want to wa- uh, watch it. Yeah. Just, just, don't, just don't forward like for the next uh, three minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. Okay. Three to so five minutes. For a fast forward five minutes. Okay. 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 Here we go. Okay. For those that don't care, um, so the theory is is that Carol Baskin's first husband um isn't really dead. He the theory is, is that he faked his own death. Um flew a private plane from where are they from? Florida? I Ugh, forgot. I, I wouldn't to, be surprised. Like, Cuba. <laughs> oh, Cuba. Or, or some cent- other uh, Central American uh, country. Where he is living a double life. Oh my gosh. And so what was unearthed is that there was a lot of discord uh, in uh, discourse in the in the marriage. He was thinking of divorcing her and he wanted to take his the cats with him. And of course, that didn't sit well with her. So what so, he did was that he supposedly like he just he just went up and left. So he faked his death to avoid being murdered. Well, he faked his death to get away. 
if there is any regulation that should be should hold true in the United States, <laughs> it's owning wild jungle cats or whatever or or savanna cats like these like you know <sighs> come on yes so <laughs> so yes uh as far as i know joe is still in jail, in jail. The, the whole like common plot throughout the whole entire episode is the whole let's try to get him out of jail and it was to the point where they had they were trying to ask for then president trump to get him out of jail i don't think that's how democracies work but okay um and um and yeah and so he was trying to because anyone that watched the ending of first season uh he was basically uh set up hence the reason why he's in jail now and this other dude named Jeff, I think. Is he um, the guy with? Is is is, is he that? The, is this he is that three minutes? Yeah, Just I know, I know. Okay, minutes. yeah. Was he that that guy who who has the harem? Are you talking about the dude in the leather jacket? Because if it's the dude in the leather jacket, yes, yeah, that him, yeah. Yes, yes. Like so. And so I don't know if you remember, the, but the the hitman, yeah, that was hired, that you know people thought, oh, he was hired to kill Carol, but he was actually instructed to kill Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this up. <laughs> I'm not making it up, but you can't but make this did, up. In the end, he did say, "I was hired to kill Joe, not Carol." And he even swore uh, like an affidavit in court saying that that the affidavit. Yeah, the affidavit that yes. Well, it's still attempted murder for him, right? If he signed an affidavit, he knows. He knows. He just wants to make it clear to the world that that's the truth. That's the reason why he was there. Oh my gosh, such a wow. Yeah, and then you have this other dude. I forgot the name, and I don't want to remember his name. I honestly think that he was worse than Joe or Carol. Who? The, um, an added person. Pam doesn't want to remember his name. I no, I don't remember his name. Seriously, I don't remember his name. Okay, well that's. But all I know is that he he actually he said he would begin everything with, "This is not a threat," but, <laughs> but. proceeds to say threats. Yeah, as soon as the the butt comes in. <laughs> <laughs> It's, that was really well, weird phrasing. Yeah, it was a very weird it's, phrasing. But yeah, but it's true though. He, <laughs> he would begin with, "I'm not threatening you," but then but... you know he goes ahead and threatens them, calling them names and. All right, that that is the five minute mark. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're okay. We're gonna stop talking about it because and spoilers and spoilers. So, okay. Yeah. So. Uh... <laughs> oh my god. I don't gosh. know if this is one that I would watch. You know. As a way to say, oh, at least I'm not that person. I get that from like watching Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah. This one though, Tiger King. Both seasons, really. I'm really questioning humanity. <laughs> you, you, here's a, this is how big Tiger King is, right? I just recently got like an email from Peacock because I have a subscription to Peacock, and 
apparently they have something called Joe versus Carol on like a I don't know if it's a movie or whatever, but there's a there's a thing on on Peacock that's that's called Joe versus Carol, and another one about the guy who who was Joe Exotics. Uh, producer or director or whoever that made like those videos with him called shooting <laughs> was it shooting um, uh, shooting Joe Exotic and both of them are on Peacock so take it for what that you will but apparently this is bigger than I, I'm sure people are trying to milk this as much as they can in terms of cash they are. So, they are yeah um, I'll only watch it because I like the actress that is playing Carol, uh, Kate McKinnon, I mm-hmm. think it's called. Uh, I think she's called. So I'd only watch it because she's in it. I like her. But other than that, I'm like, I can, I have enough from the documentaries. Yeah. It's just enough. Enough. When Let's I, move I, on to something happier. Something that I could actually recommend. When, kind of like... Something that screams D and D, but animated. Please tell well, me yeah, tell something us that's D and D animated. So, if you have Amazon Prime, and um, I would I would highly recommend the Legend of Vox Machina. And for those that what? don't know what exactly Vox Machina is, um, those that are really heavily into playing Dungeons and Dragons, especially those that either listen to podcasts about it or watch you know other people play it through streaming like on twitch or whatever people will know uh who critical what critical role is critical role is a podcast versus uh or a podcast show where a bunch of voice actors play D and they do it in such a fashion that it's just really incredibly entertaining and the dm matt mercer um I would say he's a pro. Um, so what they did was that they kickstarted this uh, uh, show, The Legend of Vox Machina. It was, of course, f- uh, they met its goal and then some. And um, yeah, I think it's, uh, what was it, nine episodes or ten episodes that are on there right now for season one. If they already got the go-ahead to work on season two. Um I, I will give fair warning though it's not for kids. Yeah, it's really really adultish. I, you know I know Critical Role is like very or is very popular. I could not get into it. Yeah, I to be fair, I couldn't either because the episodes are just way too long. They're yeah and they're like the four hours too slow. Oh yeah, especially in the beginning, it was I tried I tried in like the first season and the recording was bad. Yeah. And yeah. was it the recording was bad? It was way too long. It was like four hours long. And they spent like literally an hour and a half like introducing their characters. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I think I'm done. Because I've seen other like I've I've seen other um done you know D and D um like playthroughs, like you know games, sit down games, and they didn't take nearly as long. It was like, I think they were still like, yeah. trying to figure it out, but it was just, it got so unbearable because I couldn't hear like, m- like Matt Mercer or whoever, like, I just couldn't understand because their volume was either too low 
and all of a sudden my speakers would explode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I hear that. I hear people complain it a lot. Um, I'd say that I think the easiest thing is to skip season one and go straight to season two. But then a lot of people would complain that, oh, but season one is really, really good. Um, for me, yeah, for me, the episodes are just way too long. The pace is too slow. And if and if you're listening it only as like a podcast and not watching the interaction between the players, it's not as fun. Yeah. So anyways. So yeah. So basically this Vox Machina is their season one basically wrapped up. I don't know if they follow it like the same way as the podcast did. Yeah. But I mean, it's still pretty good. I mean, I watch it and I'm like, oh, that's probably when they rolled for intimidation and they failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know what? I think it's, they started, I, I know they started on Geek and Sundry. Yeah. On YouTube. So I'm guessing it's, it's all that Felicia Day Geek and Sundry like cash that they had at the beginning. <laughs> he. That's, yeah. You know, it's all that promo. Because Geek and Sundry, when it comes to like nerdy stuff, right? They're a powerhouse over there. Because they gobbled up like, what was it? Like Revision 3 and stuff like that way back when. A lot of the people who we used to work in Revision 3 went to Geek and Sundry. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. these guys are YouTube veterans. <laughs> so, that's yeah. my, but that's yeah, my, so, my piece. It's, yeah. So, so, so all I gotta say is don't watch Tiger King 2. I'll spare you. Just, in my opinion, just watch Fox Magana. Yeah. It'll make you happy. Well, at least it made me happy. But that's because I'm a D&D &D geek. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking speaking of Vox Machina and like Critical Role, mm -hmm. um, there was besides Critical Role on Geek and Sundry, there was another like RPG role playing that um, oh, what's his face? Um, the guy from Star Trek. I'm losing my nerd card here. The guy, the kid from Star Trek. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, right? Mm. He mm -hmm. did. He DM'd a game from a different uh, from a different uh, role playing uh, um, mechanic or role, like a role playing rule set or whatever you want to call it. But that was good. Like that mm -hmm. was really good, and it was it was well shot. It was well recorded, and I mean, Will Wheaton took like a lot of time trying to put together like the story and everything. Mm -hmm. I may have stolen a mechanic from it, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, it was really good. And I was, I just remember like watching Critical Role and watching this at the same time. I was like, what the heck happened? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I forgot what, I forgot what, uh, what um, RPG they were, they were going with, but um I just remember it was, was absolutely it, great. It wasn't Dread, was it? What? It wasn't Dread, was it? It wasn't Dread. Because I know they played that one on there. Yeah, it wasn't Dread. But yeah, it was like like eight eight episodes or something. I have to look it up. But it's it was really, really good. 
Um, so I watched that instead and stole some some mechanics, perhaps. Anyways, well, that's good. Okay, so watch uh, Vox Machina. Watch Vox Machina. Yep. But it's not for children. It's, it's not for children. Not for kids. There you go. Anyway, Edwin, what have you been up to? I've been besides studying because I have to take my I still have to take that exam um, for for my profession. Haha, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there are professions where you still have to take exams, so watch out. Um, I was playing Final Fantasy XIV because I have a lot of people at my work who play Final Fantasy XIV and they were telling and making fun of me that I was still in level 52, whereas everybody else was like level 90. And there was this one guy who who plays, who just started playing, what, last November? And he is already in Shadowbringers, right? The second expansion. I'm still beginning the first expansion. And I've been playing this since, what, 2015? thereabouts thereabouts (laughs) so i really have no excuse um but i will say one thing about (laughs) i was playing it one time and i just realized like i realized something about this game that i really don't like anybody have any guesses in terms of what this is when it comes to story quest anybody anybody how, quests? No. How about the dude who's giving you the quest, right? The the NPC that's giving you the quest tells you to do a thing, right? And then when they come back and he says, "Well, I need you to do this other thing to make this make this whole thing complete." Okay, so you go over to a different part of the world and you spend money to go over there because it's way too far to actually walk, and you do the thing, and then you come back. Only to find out there's other parts of that quest that you need to do. Oh, and that would off. And, it, and you have to go, like, every which way, right? And you're spending money to teleport. Anybody who's ever played Final Fantasy XIV, there's a thing called teleporting. The quickest, mm-hmm. most easiest way to get to point A to point B, right? It yeah, costs money. The, using the ether. The ether, yeah. And you, it costs money. Like, we're talking about... Like jumping point A to point B on a single like in like on a single section of the map is like a hundred g-, g gil, I guess we can call it. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna go from like one city to another, it's like four hundred, <laughs> like three hundred, four hundred, right? So if you're going back and forth just to do a single quest, guess what? That quest is only worth what eight hundred g's. You have spent more money going back and forth than what that quest would pay for. They would get back from the quest. It is annoying. It's like, and there was one time during the that game where I was like, dude, why don't you just do it yourself? You're just sitting on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, what's wrong with you, right? Anyways. It's NPCness, uh, that is, it, it's, it, Sorry, the NPC being NPC. There was, yeah, it was insane. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to like disguise myself to get to the baddies like fortress thing, right? But in order for me to do that, I have to go kill a bunch of baddies to get their <laughs> to get their uh, 
their uh, armor. But then by the time I get back to this dude, he says, well, this isn't going to cut it because you killed the people, so you damaged the armor, so you have to go talk to this one guy that can fix the armor. Guess what? That costs money, right? So mm-hmm. I have to go get that thing repaired, come back. says, good. Now we have to go get another thing. <laughs> it's like, why don't you get off the wall and help me? Because... <laughs> You're kind of like involved in this too. That's what I was like saying in my, I was starting to get frustrated. I had to like put it down, take a deep breath and say. These are not real people. These are not, yeah. They, they could have shrunk <laughs> the, these things down. Anyways, Final Fantasy 14, still great, still awesome, still very congested. A lot of people who are from, from uh, World of Warcraft are playing it. And they've 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 actually released the last the last uh, expansion for the story arc. So it's long, but I'm I'm liking the story, even though it's a little tedious and a lot of it's very like grindy at times. But anyways, so that's what I've been doing. Um, oh, also, just an FYI, Elden Rings got was released last Friday or. For the time of this recording, okay. right? Awesome on PS5, awesome on PS4. PC, man, it's a little buggy. I mean, there's people who are, there are people who are complaining that that the it's not using the full effect of the um, other graphics cards. Mm-hmm. So it's very choppy at times. Oh no, uh, it's not okay. good. Like they apparently they released a patch. I want to say they released a patch yesterday at the time of this recording, and it sort of takes care of it, but it doesn't take care of it all the way. And so they're still they're still um, trying to fix it. I'm I'm sort of holding off on it to play until they completely fix it because it'll, I feel like it's just going to frustrate me to death. And it's a hard game. It's it's a Souls game. You know, Souls-like, right? Are you talking like Dark Souls? Yeah. Oh. So, it's hard. It's crazy hard. Mm-hmm. It's it's like 19, you know, 1980s platform hard. If you know what I'm talking about. Three no, lives. but I believe you. <laughs> you know how you have three lives? How do you finish an entire Super Mario game with three lives? You don't. You're oh, always looking true. for the extra life. Exactly right. <laughs> That's how hard it is. Wow. <laughs> so, anyways, um, that's just uh, a little bit of news about Elden Rings. I know there's a lot of people. It is so good. It's one of the only few games where IGN actually gave it like a like a five out of five. It's really really Ooh. good. And one of my coworkers at work is playing. He took off Friday, all the way to Monday. He took a long weekend <laughs> to play this game <laughs> and it's kind of funny because every time he emails me right mm-hmm. for whatever reason the subject line always says elden ring <laughs> right so it doesn't matter if like hey um i need you to do this thing for me can you just do me kindness you know whatever whatever email right but the subject line will always say elden ring so <laughs> he's trying to get me to play it i was like i'm gonna i'll play it but I don't want bugs, so I will wait a little bit before I turn it on. So, 
expect me to play this game, but not now. Unless I get a PS5 and get it, but apparently those things are hard to get, so. Yep. Anyways, let's move on to um, to Shut Up and Listen. And if I sure. can get my stuff going here. There it is. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. You got excited, I see. Or rather, the, I shouldn't say excited. It's though. not excited. Excited I mean, is the wrong word. We're not a political podcast here or anything like that. We try to stay away from politics, but, you know, it's one of those things where, where the geek and gaming like culture is meshing up with real world current events mm-hmm. and today i found out that um, project red um the guys who made the the gaming house that made um cyberpunk 2077 and witcher 3 right they have pulled all their sales their their selling of their of at least these two games from Russia and they've also and then also good old games you know which is one of my favorite places to get games because they are DRM free mm-hmm. right they have shut down their store for Russia so yeah and there's a lot of other things going on when it comes to the game gaming community and the gaming industry where other things are happening like um i know that uh one of my favorite games euro truck simulator 2 because it's relaxing (laughs) right it's it's those those crazy crazy prog people creating euro truck simulator 2 they have created a livery or paint scheme for their trucks with donning the blue and yellow uh, Ukrainian flags. And they did it very, very fast. And it's... Wow. It's, people are, you know, you can see it. You know, you can get it and stuff like that. So it's kind of a... A lot of the gaming industry is sort of you know backing up is backing up you know the the ukrainians which you know take it for what you will you know it's 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 a lot of the gaming industry people and the gaming culture are just they're not having it yeah (laughs) it's one of those things where yet everybody's gonna have a stance yeah um we have our own uh but since this is not a political podcast we will refrain. We will refrain with um, the with the politics and everything. Yeah. So. But we we have our opinions. Um, yeah. We are in favor of peace. Well, I I, I like it. peace. Peace is great. Peace to yeah. the world. That's so, me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I for one get a little bit heated and flustered when I go into politics, and. I don't think any of us want that. Yeah, a couple of other um Oh, uh, where did I see that? Here it is. Um a couple of other things too. Um um the war gaming, you know, the the mobile game that war game. Mhm. Um World of Tanks. Mhm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Someone like apparently someone like tweeted that they were that they were for like the Russian invasion, and then he got fired. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, people this... are taking stances, and um, yeah, this is coming out of uh, this is coming out of uh, Axios. So. Yes, take it for what you will um but anyways it is it's it's starting to hit like the gaming community and the gaming you know the gaming industry you know in terms of like what's happening in current events that's you know that's my point but personal opinion yeah it, in in my personal opinion i think it's good that um all these companies are taking their stances and sticking yeah. with it um yeah i mean I mean, Anonymous came out. Anonymous? Yeah. Wow. Remember Anonymous? Yeah. We are Legion. We are Anonymous. The one with the Guy Fox thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They came out. Like, they put up a thing on, uh, on whatever. Um, on what, I forgot what it was. But they put out a thing. Like, they're, they're, they're making their intentions known that they're, they're, they're going to start a cyber war against Russia, apparently. <laughs> so... Take it for what you will. It's going to be, it's, it is what it is. And, um, it is, uh, this is the, this is the world we'll live in right now. So anyways, um, let's go to some more happier news. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> do something happier. Happier. <laughs> okay. So this is Pam's thing. I don't know if this so, is happy or not. I might have some issues with this. But anyways, Pam, go ahead. So anyway, <laughs> um, at the time of this recording, the newest Batman movie is was newly released out in theaters. Um, I watched the trailer. I watched a couple trailers of it. And it just doesn't excite my comic book geek in me for some odd reason and I don't know if it's just me just being tired of this whole how did Batman begin or whatever if you don't know how Batman oh begins my by gosh. now no. where were you no <laughs> or um, or I don't know it's just very underplayed Edwin you, you watched the trailer right how, I mean what did you think of it if I have to see Bruce's parents do the whole thing again. You know, the die part. The die part. <laughs> Seriously, can we quit it? How many times do we have to see like Spider-Man get bitten by a spider? How many times do we have to get see the you know, the you know, Superman, Superman, Superman um, like coming down from a, you know, from from an egg in the sky, you know, like or you <laughs> or Batman's Parents get murdered. I don't. If you do not know what's happening, I suggest you go watch the thousands of movies that's made before and figure out what's going on. Because the thing is, stop, stop it with the origin stories. I'm serious. Or, or I'm gonna challenge this. Are we just tired of just Batman? No, I'm not tired of Batman. I'm. I'm going to confess something. I. Did not even know there was a Batman film coming out. I, <laughs> I didn't even never know. Even I even saw either. a trailer pop up for it. <laughs> I didn't know either. 
I, I did, I, yeah, just like Angela, I didn't even know either. You know, I had no idea that, that Twilight dude is in it. Twilight dude? Uh, yeah. So. I mean, to be fair, he's actually <laughs> in other movies that, and that he's actually pretty good at starring, especially the serious ones. I forgot the name, but anyway. Wasn't Twilight uh, a just, serious one or they were tempted to be serious? No, uh, no, this was an actual serious movie. Oh, the actual series. Like drama. Oh, heavy drama. Okay. <laughs> um, But yeah, I just watched it and I was like, you know, how many Batmans have we come at? Like, like if you look back, we've only had how many Spider-Mans? A well, handful? <clears throat> compared well, to Batmans? A <laughs> binful? <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. I am a little... Well, maybe it's just the fact that Tom Holland's in it. I'm a little tired of Bat of Spider Man. Oh, you don't like Tom Holland? As no, I don't. I don't like Tom Holland as Spider Man. I think he makes a really good Spider Man. Oh, is it? Is it because he's the new Drake? No, he, even he before holds, the, no, he holds a new grudge. No, <laughs> well, no, it's not just because he's the he's he's Drake. Edward it's, doesn't it's just like that, that he's a stereotypical geek. No, it's not even that. I think he's just. Okay. Too, you don't think you think he's too excitable? No, I think he's just whiny. <laughs> I said it. I said it. He's said, too come whiny. at me. Come at me, bro. Yo, <laughs> you know it's no, no, no. It's just that there was the Tobey Maguire Spider Man was absolutely fine. I haven't. I didn't see the Gar Andrew Garfield one, right? He didn't want to see the Andrew Garfield yeah. one. <laughs> the, to the, the Tobey Maguire one was absolutely fine. I like the Tobey Maguire ones. The the Sony the Sony movie one, right? This Tom Holland one to me, when I first saw it, first of all, first of all, I'm just going to go do my own thing and not listen to anybody and get myself in trouble and make things worse. Right. Even though, even though he was the one who pulled it together and tried to get Star Lord to attempt not to make me spend another ten dollars at the movie theater. Okay. There, there, there's another reason he's, he's still mad about that. Well, no, no, no. I'm mad at Star Lord for that. <laughs> Spider Man Tom Holland was very good and told told him stop it, quit it. You know, <clears throat> you know, like we're trying to win here type type deal. Right. I give him that. But Homecoming, just I wouldn't have watched Homecoming un un until I found out that Michael Keaton was in it. Because I'll watch anything that Michael Keaton is in. <laughs> so I just, it's just, he just, oh, too. And then when he took Drake, yeah, okay, fine. If he took Drake, I was a little skeptical with, with, with a new Uncharted movie, which I haven't even seen. I'm sort of like hesitant to see, but I will go see it. I will give it a chance. I give things chances. But, okay. See, and <laughs> here's the thing. So you're mad at Tom Holland Spider-Man for making mistakes. Classic Spider-Man makes know. a lot of mistakes. I know. I know. I know. That's what I've been told in the classic comics. And Tom and Holland fits the bill for the classic comics. I've heard of that. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of classic comics, uh, comics, can we? I, I want to get back to Batman. Because that's, right. that's, that, was, that was the point of this section, actually. And it got derailed. Sorry. Sorry. Um, 
I think I think for me, we've seen this Batman way too many times already. Yeah. I mean, if what I mean, is it possible to to watch a movie, a Batman movie from a different angle? My question is, are the is there a different angle that we haven't covered? I want to see classic Batman. I want to see friggin' like 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 pal like detective Shazam comics kind of that I, like that. I think Edwin Moore wants to see Batman acting in a detective role rather than punch him up. Yeah, I want to see Batman detective comics Batman. Like I want to see the original DC detective comics Batman. The colorful version or noir or action comics. Well, it's detective comics that actually came. Action from. comics is. Was Superman? Became, no, Action Comics became Marvel. Marvel, yeah, Action Comics yeah, became that was, Marvel. That was where Spider Man was. Detective Comics became it was is DC. It, yeah, that's Detective what DC. Is DC. I want to see Batman Detective Comics. I want to see him in the 1930s in a noir style surrealism like it was. I want like during the times of like Sky Captain and those comics and the serials. I want to see that Batman. I want to see, you know, like the the original daily you know the the original um you know gotham what it was supposed to look like you know like art nouveau art nouveau a lot of a lot of like art deco that sort of thing i want to see that because oh yeah art deco was the one i was thinking <laughs> yeah art art deco that sort of thing because that's why i like like the michael keaton ones because they were sort of trying to pull that because you know tim burton yeah, kind of a warped art deco yeah. from, from Tim Burton. Yeah, it was surreal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Dark mm-hmm. surreal. I want to see that. That's why I always stand by, I don't care what anybody says, I the 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 Michael Keaton Batmans were still my favorite. You know, it was, they were pretty good. They yeah. are still my favorite. I mean, you got Prince. You got Prince and Danny Although Elfman. Minnesota pride there. <laughs> you got Prince and Danny Elfman doing the soundtrack. Are you kidding <laughs> like that's awesome you know and you know and tim burton come on have you ever seen a really bad tim burton movie no no Na- no no <laughs> like but i i think what it is is we're wanting to see something new from batman or something classic from batman and what we're getting is Chicago in the night in the two thousands. That's we're what getting, it looks like. We're not getting a new story from Batman. We're not. It's like, like was it the Batman Begins, the Christopher Nolan ones? Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was I think the start of it. I think the very serious yeah. just, ones that yeah. I am Justice, blah blah blah, whatever, with the stupid raspy voice. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. the only thing that saved that was. Were the villains? Heath Ledger. <laughs> Heath Ledger did a very good Joker. Yeah. I would have to agree with that. Was it like Cillian Murphy doing Bane? I mean, and then you've Cillian got Cillian Murphy did Scarecrow. I'm sorry. Yeah, Cillian yeah. Cillian Murphy doing Scarecrow, but and yes, then you've yes. got um, oh, what's this with Liam Neeson? Oh yeah, doing um, I you know, because that was in the com- I mean, that was in the comics, you know, and that was part of, you know, like. I was glad that they sort of took that and 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 actually showed the world like that whole deal, you know, like how how he like how he got his superpowers and how he was a punk and he didn't do right. I like you know like that sort of thing. Like he had to go find himself. 
You know what's <laughs> sad about these movies is that we concentrate so much on how Batman, like, kind of how Bruce Wayne became Batman or whatever. We all know how that was. Yeah. But what I wish, what I wish I could see is when Batman like passes the torch on. Yeah. To yeah. the next Batman. I yeah. I, I would like to see a Batman film that kind of focuses a little more on the Robins. Yeah. The only problem is but, is that I don't think that's attainable doing it via movies. No, probably not. But even I think they could do it. I feel even good just a movie, even just a movie where it takes like the Batman career and puts it in sort of an opening montage. Like someone's talking to Bruce, like you're getting older, Bruce. You're not gonna be young forever. Yeah. You know, and kind of have have that kind of talking over a a montage of his Batman days and the various Robins and some of the key points in in his career. Yeah. That. Yeah. So, and then have him realize he can't be Batman anymore. Have him pass the torch off to the next one. Yeah. Or or I would like to. I mean, I think. To, I, f- I feel about Batman how I feel about the Skywalkers. You know? You, you know what movie I want? What? I yes. want the Batman Beyond movie. Like That would be good. Like, where, but, where like, because Batman, from what I understand, Batman, Batman never really completely passes on the torch. Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond basically stumbles into Bruce's secret identity and steals the Batman suit. Yeah, and and that is kind of the movie I want to see is someone taking up the role of being the new Batman, either Batman as a detective and doing actual investigations again. I want to see that. Or Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond. I really want to see. I really want to see. I mean, here's my thing, right? I want to see if we're going to do another Batman movie. I want to see classic Batman. I want to see classic yeah. from the comic books, Batman. Yeah. Detective Comics, please. Art Deco, the whole yeah, smash. Either, either, you know, either completely different or completely classic. Yeah, I would love to see that. Skip the whole Bruce, how Bruce became Bruce. Totally, like we can skip that. Like I want to see, I want to see like, you know, like jump into, jump into, you know, like the mystery of the week kind of thing. You know, and I would love to see that. I yeah. want to see, I want to see, do a mashup, Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow, and 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 Batman. I would love to see that that mashup. Yeah, that would be great. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are listeners out there that are very excited to see this movie, and so and so I apologize if this sounds like we are raining down on your parade. We don't mean to. No. You could you're I mean, people are free to disagree with us and then share their opinion of how this movie is cuz I don't even know if I want to watch this. I'll probably watch cuz Batman is one of my favorites. Batman's one of those like it's he's not really like like extra, you know, like was it like superpowers. Superhero, superhero yeah, superpowers. superpowers. He's a normal dude that just happens to be really buff and really rich and he wants to do good you know so what does he do he creates stuff to make him do good you know like he has no superpowers yeah i think that's another thing like 
I don't want I don't want to see him showing off his money so much. Like we know he's got the gadgets, great, he's got the gadgets. But don't don't if you're going into Batman, have him have the classic Batman gadgets and having to figure out solutions to things that he doesn't have a gadget for yet without having him just go, hey, Alfred, have my scientist develop this thing. That's why I like the Michael Keaton one so much. Is He goes, hey, Alfred, figure out a thing. No, he, he doesn't. To, no, oh, yeah, and Jerry rigs things. He like, doesn't do that. He doesn't even show up as wealth. Well, does he show up as wealth? Like, oh, I have a mansion, but. Ooh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like. Like. Or there's there's another plot that I saw. <laughs> Sorry, this is, it's a, I think it's a Reddit article that someone started and someone else kept growing it. Where someone tries to uh, reveal Bruce's Wayne. Bruce Wayne's identity as Batman by the behind. Like, oh. <laughs> the butt smash. <laughs> the best of mine. No bother. So, anyways, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to degrade Batman. I I think people. I'll watch this because it's Batman. Like I, how I watched like the Nolan ones. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorites. I I I I I want to give this movie the benefit of a doubt. Yeah. And maybe I am wrong because I'm only judging from what I'm how I view it the the trailers. If if the if the people that are listening, they see Batman in a different view or whatever, I'm interested in listening to what you have to say of what this new movie has to offer, or doesn't, or it just doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, feel free to email comment. us. Yeah, email us at dungeonhiders at gmail.com. Yep. Or you know, leave us a note on the website legendcreators.com. Or you know. Comment us or add us on our various Twitter or Instagram account things. Yeah. If you think I'm completely wrong, I will have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, totally Adam, bro. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, shall we discuss our our food adventure that we had a week ago? Was it a week ago? About, yeah. About, about. Let's do that. Hold on. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. They're still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay. Our last restaurant was Ito. In, where, where was that at? This whole... Mm. This is in it's Minneapolis. Minneapolis. It's on Washington Avenue. It's in the... It's in the the loop the it's uh it's kind of so you know where the old train depot is yeah milwaukee yeah it's around that area yeah the north loop that's the north loop area yeah yeah what i did not know is that this restaurant was actually linked to an apartment like luxury apartments i was like oh here it is because <laughs> so i was like oh wow this is a fancy restaurant with you know of LA, and I was like, "This is out of our budget." But I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! no it's it's not. not for the restaurant. It's for the apartment building." Like, Ooh, okay. Wow. Okay, fine. We can still go in. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Pam, what did you think of the decor? Um, 
it you know i really did not know what to expect when i came <laughs> in but you know i should have known that if you if a restaurant was next to a luxury apartment it would probably match it, it was a little the whole vibe. it was it was it was bougie <laughs> there you go i didn't want to say it i wanted to I'll make say it and say it i'll say it because it's one of my favorite words to say it was but bougie. I will say this though. I mean, even though it may look kind of ritzy and all, it this the people that were there that served you, they were actually quite down to earth. Yeah. They'll they will treat you and you know, there were people around us that, you know, dressed, you know, casually. Oh. They weren't all fancy or whatever. I will say this. If there is a wine tasting room and Which a, there was. and a okay. What's that? Market. There was a market. There was a market on one side, and there was a. I, I, we entered in the wine tasting yeah, area because we got confused at the doors. Because <laughs> because doors are confusing. Well, doors we didn't know. Confusing. It just said we just said, "Ooh, here's a door." It says enter. We went in and we went in, and I, we didn't realize that when you stepped inside the wine tasting room, and then. Because like, it oh, said no, you enter. Just, you could just go through there. Yeah, we just go through there, right? Uh, we were also we were waving at you because we saw you guys, and we're like. Just come through, <laughs> walk yeah. through. Yeah, so <laughs> it was. It was a. I. It wasn't the most. I mean, it was. It was very modern, chic, very. Yeah. You know, like like I they did some really say, interesting though, things to the ceiling. You know, where it was I like have partially. To say, though their chairs. I don't know if you guys noticed, but their chairs were not good. Kind of <laughs> like an IKEA lawn yes. chair vibe. Yes, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it looked like they were getting their furniture from IKEA, which which IKEA kind of is a very nice. Yeah, IKEA is IKEA is very like minimal minimal. The the choice of art in the bathrooms was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Is or, original art? I, uh, <laughs> the one the one in the men's bathroom stall looked like it was done by a by a six year old. But you could tell it's that you could tell that it's it's really screams Minneapolis. Yes, yes. It, yes, that's what it, it, is. it is. Very Minneapolis art. <laughs> it is. Um but yeah, I mean, so Ito uh, from before we even go into the food, Ito we know was like a, what an Italian uh restaurant. Their main specialties were pizzas. Yeah, but they do serve other. I think they serve other entrees too, didn't they? They yeah, they do they have did. other entrees. We just got really excited about the varieties of pizza. <laughs> yeah, well, I knew it was a pizza place essentially. That was my. That's what I gathered that people went there for the pizza. Yeah, yeah. So and there's other options though. Yep. So yeah. So the so outside of the menu, there are specials, and I don't know if they change it daily, but. Uh, if you want to be adventurous, go. I will remind you to ask the server what the specials are because they will not be on the menu. Yeah, and the specials are good. Yeah, they are. We so tried. We one. will review them in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I actually was taking notes while we were there to make sure <laughs> that I to make sure I could remember what actually like, I ate, like an actual. D&D campaign, there's always that one note taker. I had to take notes. Like, and I, there's occasions where I struggle to remember what I ate for dinner the day before. I did not no, always forget this one. 
Yeah. Oh, I have a note here that the server was incredibly friendly and helpful. Yes. It, he was. He was. was Unfortunately, good. we didn't get the name, but... Uh, Thank yeah, you, whoever I you mean, were. It was great. Do you want to start talking about the drinks? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll go with my fizzy drink. Um, they do have some some non-alcoholic uh, selections of things, and I got a non-alcoholic bitter rosso. Oh, I remember that drink. Yeah, yeah. I have a picture of the can, and it's so <laughs> it's it's it, even the can is a little bit fancy. It's just like your normal can, yeah, but it's like but it did have a label of what it was and what's in it. So yeah. the bitter rosso has a dan is has dandelion root, angelica, and burdock. Yeah, huh. and I, what I think, I think they probably have connections with a microbrewery or something. I think so, yeah. Because it, it was specialty cans. Um, it kind of reminded me of a, it kind of, the can reminded me of like a, like a Red Bull can. <laughs> That was <laughs> what I like. What I like is that it. So the drink is inside the can, but they but they granted Angela a special like wine glass. Oh yeah, with a huge <laughs> cube in it. Yeah, they were crack. They have they have a special cube maker. Like yeah, that yeah. was uh. So, yeah. Yeah, like because it was clear ice. Yeah, completely clear ice. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah, even yeah, even my husband who um, he ordered I think. Uh, it was something very bitter. It was alcoholic. I don't remember what it was. But uh, his ice cubes had like Eto, E-A-T-O, in actually like molded into the cubes. That's classy. Me, That's, like, that oh, is bougie. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention yeah, to my ice cubes. I, even, I was just. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think yours was. Yeah. But yours was pretty big. Yeah. yeah. It's like. This is classy. Like I, I like those kind of touches in restaurants where they do the, they sort of think about that sort of thing. You know, like every single part of like your service, mm-hmm. you know, is there's like an attention to detail, like a certain place. It's not like just, it's not just like going over to like a Perkins or whatever the heck. You know, like, mm-hmm. like they really care about the experience. That's well, oh, even, even with the whole appetizers, like- yeah. Um, we ordered the, uh, the calamari. The the calamari was one of the specials. Yes, we had to actually order two to, uh, for, uh, for the couple, uh, for each of the couples. Yeah, because I really like calamari. Me too. (laughs) So the calamari, was, uh, breaded? Fried? Uh, yeah, light crispy breading. Yeah. Yep. And it's served with, uh... What was it? A tartar uh, sauce? I think we figured out it was it was probably some sort of uh, garlic aioli. Yeah, which was oh, excellent. Yeah. That was a and good a, and a red sauce. So yeah. you had two different options. Those are good. Like yeah, I I you know like it's it wasn't like the you know, like wow this like blew my mind kind of good like not the one like at the 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 rabbit red was it the red rabbit? Yeah, the red rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that sauce. It wasn't like that, the chicken wing sauce, but it was, it was really good. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, both sauces worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The calamari, I have a note here because, like, a lot of places, the calamari can end up a little too soggy, tough. greasy. 
Yeah, like the, mm. the burning can end up greasy. The yeah. calamari itself ends up either... Tough. Rub- yeah, it, it can end up rubbery and tough. Yeah, because it cooked yeah. too long. Yeah, and yeah. this, they did not overcook it. Like, yeah. it was, it wasn't overly tough. It was not super chewy. Like, it had just the right amount of chew to it to, to make it really pleasant to eat. Yeah. I think, I think my favorite part is that sometimes when you order calamari <clears throat> as an appetizer, sometimes the breading kind of separates yeah. from the calamari, and that, that, that drives me a little bit nuts. Yeah. yeah. This one actually was able to stick. Yeah, That's it, really it hard. Speaking as a, you know, speaking as a guy, who, you know, like who, you know, who speaking as a guy who cooks, right? Mm-hmm. That's hard to do, especially calamari because there's no skin in yeah. calamari. Yes, yeah, so I, I yeah. don't know how they did it, but they they managed to get the the breading to stay on the calamari. Yeah. That's hard to do. Yeah, so that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. So very good calamari. Um see where do we start we got the mushroom pizza that was on special which is not their usual mushroom pizza and yeah pam i think you got that one yes i got that one so i i don't know what what the special name is but it had mushroom in it and instead of it being in like a red sauce it was in what what sauce was it? It wasn't Alfredo, was it? No. I don't think it was no. Alfredo. I, I I think it was some sort of white sauce, but it Yeah. It could have just been a straight up bechamel sauce. It could have been. And so. then and so of course you had your usual cheeses and like below the mushrooms and the cheese, it was like shallots. Mm-hmm. Oh nice. And then yeah, I- I forgot about the shallots. Yeah, and and so, and you know what? First few bites was really out of this world. Like, even my husband who hate who doesn't like mushrooms, he'll say he he would eat this pizza. Hmm. Yeah, and it it was like you you shared you shared a slice with us so we could try it too. It was a little on the salty side, but it was delicious and. Um, I discovered that when when I ate that and took a sip of my my own drink, it brought out the sweetness of it. So I was like, "Oh wow, okay." So, so yeah, I think I think because I I had wine, mm-hmm. and I think that these pizzas actually paired well with whatever drink of choice. Really, um, I will have to say though that. And the more you ate it, the more salty it became. Yeah, the, so the more, yeah, the more salt you noticed in it. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, it was good for the first like couple slices, but after that, I'm like, eh, too much. Yeah. Um. Then I think Jeff got the chicken verde pizza. Yes, he did. Yeah, and again, I, I, you did share a piece with us, and I have it in my notes that it was sweet and creamy. Like, it was a little on the sweeter side. I think, I think my comment was like, "Yep, that's Italian." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and and I will I will note this that all the pizzas that we had that night, you don't eat it like a normal pizza where you just eat it with your hands. I have a thing no. about that. 
Let's... Oh, oh, what? Eating pizzas with your hand? No. Okay. Oh. Here's the thing that really bothered me about the pizzas. Right? It kind of felt like, okay, like a standard pizza, you, you take the slice, right? Mm -hmm. you, you know, a mark of a good pizza is that you can eat it with your hands, right? And mm -hmm. you can you can you can fold it wheel if you're using New York style or whatever, right? Even like even like um like the Neapolitan kind of pizzas, right? Uh-huh. Thin crust, you still can fold that thing in your hand, right? This pizza, the toppings just ran off of it. Like if you tried to even pick it up, you had to you had to eat it with a fork and knife. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and I think I think part of that is most of these did not have much cheese on them. Yeah, but it's you know it's like still but there yeah, should be some yeah, kind of like a the like yeah a, the cr that is one of our criticisms is the the crust was not very stable. It wasn't stable. <laughs> like it, it wasn't. It was a tasty crust. It just it was yeah. thin and it it soaked in a lot of the juices yeah. and and so it just. Could not. I don't know if it was just like your cook cooking method because I was taking a peek back there in there, you know, because it was an open kitchen mm -hmm. and they were using like it wasn't like a stone oven, you know, it wasn't like a stone hearth that they were using. It was like a like a hybrid, like it was still metal with a pizza with like a with a with a pizza oh, yeah. oven. So, so the bottom couldn't absorb the moisture from it. Yeah. So it kind of was like, it was, I've never seen pizza cooked like that. Like they were using like, like, you know, like wood fire, but it wasn't really like wood fire because it was like a closed top kind of thing. It was kind of, it was hmm. weird, but I just remember like that kind of explains the way these pizzas are going because it's like, it's trapping all that, all that moisture and whatever closed surface they are. And then. And it's not even like, why don't they just use a stone oven? <laughs> you know, especially the way they're making these pizzas. Because if we go to like, like Punch, right? They have pizzas there that don't have cheese, right? It's just olive oil or whatever, you know? And it's not falling apart. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I don't know. Like that was like my biggest thing about their pizza was just like it just fell apart. You even trying to pick it up from the from the pie, the yeah. the <laughs> the toppings just like didn't come with it. Yeah, it, yeah. But the the chicken berry pizza, I I do remember that it tasted very good. Um, I think it had ricotta cheese on it, probably. But it was sweet and creamy. It it was. A stark contrast from the mushroom pizza that was a little on the salty side. Yeah. Then I ordered the smoked mushroom pizza. Which was on the menu. <laughs> yeah, which was on the menu. And that one had... I I did like the smoky taste. It had some watercress on it. Um, and just a variety of, of textures. I think... I think... When you look at it, I think Evan said something along the lines of that it looks like a garden salad. Yeah, it looked like a garden salad. It, it, because it, it had yeah. What was it? Was it was it spinach that was on it? No, that was no. actually watercress. It's watercress. Oh, oh, watercress. Oh, okay, sorry. yeah. 
Yeah, which watercress has kind of it has a little bit of a nutty taste to it, I think. Which which I might add is actually my favorite pizza amongst a bunch. Yeah, is that okay. one. Yeah, I really like this one. Also, made my drink taste a little bit sweeter. Um, and the unusual thing about this one was um, it had a little bit of a kick after a while, and I think it was from the mm. garlic that was in the pizza because mm -hmm. it did not feel like a the kind of bite you get from a hot pepper. It felt like a garlic bite. Which I, uh, okay. I rather liked it. Like the garlic taste was not over yeah. the top, but you could get the kick from the garlic later. Okay. And then Edwin got the Nduya pizza. Which was interesting. <laughs> that was an interesting pizza. And I specifically got that because it was it sounded interesting. Like yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Do you have do you have what Nduya is? It is basically a spreadable sausage. Yeah, spreadable sausage. And it was the closest comparison I could get in my mind was like a beefy anchovy paste or something. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I see that. The yep. That's the closest comparison I could get. Um, I could taste peppers in it. Edwin said it had a bite, but I never felt the bite. <laughs> yeah, but the bites for you, it has to have. I mean, the bite for you it is like hot real, for me. Yeah. So. Real big yeah. kick, but I could I could taste the peppers in it. Like it it tasted like I like it had probably jalapeno peppers in there. Just I did not taste any of the heat. So it, yeah. it might have had a different kind of pepper that just had a similar taste. Yeah, but it could be. I don't know exactly if they put peppers or anything, but I think they did put. I think in the on the on the ingredients list, they actually had like a, uh, I want to say it was like a poblano or something. Might have been poblano. It's on there. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely not so, bell pepper. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but poblano usually has a little more kick than that. Pepper. But. but <laughs> They're not using bell peppers. That's too common for this place. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um. So the scores. I don't think we actually talked about the scores because it was like. Should we should we just do like an overall score? I I think for me an overall score would be easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um before we do scores, did you guys try reheating it? Yes. Yeah. We did. Um we the did very next day. Yeah. We had to take the watercress off of off of my pizza yeah. because oh, that yeah. stuff is not supposed to get cooked. Exactly. Yeah. Um we actually liked it better after reheating it. <laughs> it was actually better reheating it. I mean, in terms of like the structure itself, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, at it, this point, like you have to take away structure of this whole thing because it was it's still falling apart by the time. Yeah. It, oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah, but but when we reheated it, the the crust did regain some of its crispiness. Yeah, I was about to say because our crust was actually a bit more crispy. Yeah, yeah, it was crispy, on that side. but the toppings um, were still falling apart. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And, and was still disgruntled about the toppings yeah. fall of it falling off of it. I was actually expecting it to be more salty. It was just as salty as you it, know as, when I first got it. Yeah. Um, but with with Jeff's, I think his got better being reheated. Yeah, but yeah, I, I do think they were. I think I do think they were better the second day. <laughs> With, okay. you know, throwing it back in the oven and getting that, that crust a little bit crispier. Because that just, that provided a kind of texture that it was missing before and just made it more mm. appealing. Yeah. Okay. 
So, overall scores. Um, for me, I think I'm sitting around somewhere between a 17 and an 18. I think I would have gone full on 18 if the crust had been, or if the crust had been <clears throat> crispy when we got the pizza. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it and I would like to go back, okay. but will I go out of my way to say, I have to absolutely have this today. I don't know that I would. All right. But it, but I would gladly go back. I would, I would, I would definitely, you know, plan to go back at some point. But it's not like one of those things where I travel an hour to go eat it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. Okay, Pam, what do you think? Um. I would actually give it a 14. Yeah, you're probably just the the salt. Well, yeah, with the pizza and, you know, just everything else, like, I don't know, I, I was hoping for a bit, I don't know, I, I for me, it just missed the mark for me. The whole atmosphere of the whole place was, was great and all. Does the food match the atmosphere? Mm, I wouldn't think so. Fair enough. Hmm. Any other comments? No. Alright. Edwin, what score would you give it? 11. You're that mad about the toppings falling No, it's not even that. Like, I have to agree with Pam that it was salty. And the fact that we were paying how much we were paying per pizza... It was like it was a pretty penny. It was a pretty penny, and it wasn't. It was. It didn't fit the the price at all. Like, and the thing is, it's like the the whole side pizzas aren't supposed. The toppings of a pizza is not supposed to fall apart. That's what you get for like if you're gonna buy a tombstone pizza or something like that. I was about to. Say, I was about to <laughs> like, say if if it it's probably best that those dishes that they served be in a non pizza format. Yeah. That would have been better, you know. Fair enough. But I know. I think they're trying to, you know, re, re have people rethink what a pizza should have. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get. I, I like what they're trying to do. Um, but again, like, like the shallots, a little bit too much shallots for my for me because a little bit yeah. goes a long way, and I think I they put way too much. I couldn't help. It. I really couldn't help like during that whole entire time right and we were like in the middle of that place like near the entrance right and and i just couldn't help but sort of look around and stuff like that and i should you know and i should you know when when the food came out right it looked delicious right but then it was like a different expectation when it can't when when you tasted it and I couldn't help but thinking, like, like, okay, they're trying to do a Neapolitan, but they're not. <laughs> I think it's mostly but, aesthetic than anything. And yeah. I think what they're trying to do is that they are trying to do the whole pizza with whatever type of drink that you're doing it. Yeah, are you matching pairing drinks with a pizza and stuff like that? Yeah, I think that's what they're trying yeah. to do. 
Which is fine. What but- they would what they would do if they're if that's what they're trying to do. Why don't you like have a menu that like uh like suggests what type of drinks? That because, would be good. Because the pizza that I had, because I had wine yeah. for mine. A salty pizza with wine? It's not good. Not a good combination. It isn't. <laughs> it isn't. I mean, the the thing is, I mean, I just to me, I felt like it was all like the like place was like bougie and everything like that, but it really didn't match the like the pizzas themselves or whatever. You know, the only thing the only saving grace in terms of like the only saving grace in terms of like what we ate was a, was a calamari. <laughs> like honestly, you know, the only pizza I actually really liked was yours. <laughs> you know, but then that was saying, you know, the 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 one that I had, like there was like a weird it didn't like it was an interesting taste but it wasn't interesting enough that that actually like like it was like i felt like this is kind of like sort of a uh like an acquired taste kind of thing you know and i'm like yeah yeah and it's just like no i need you know like you know like it just didn't help the fact that you know, like every time I picked up a pizza, the whole thing would just fall apart. Like it's <laughs> so mad about that. A little bit. <laughs> you know. Overall, I liked it better than you guys did. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Which is I will, fine. I mean, I'll go back and taste their non-pizza stuff. See if it's any. You know, because it's always a thing. Like any, I will always give another a place a second chance. Right. You know, especially if I score it this low, except for Octopi. Or whatever the place that uh, yeah, was. The, oh, the place that went out of business. Yeah, that one. Yeah. 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 We might as well just forget about it. <laughs> yeah. So, and it also, the the place that was located, right? Mm-hmm. If you can help it, just get like, you know, like it's kind of you kind of have to know how to park in Minneapolis to get to it. You know. And mm-hmm. sort of like navigate your way through the skyways, because parking on the streets around the area, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway. <clears throat> so we we've, we've got to talk about what we're going to yes. next. Yes. So that was that was Edo's on Washington Avenue, mm-hmm. near the North Loop. Okay. Which so I now. Really liked. And if if you're if you're curious. Go, go, go try it. Try. Yeah. Tell us that we were wrong. Our <laughs> taste buds are broken. Whatever. This Tell is... me my taste buds are broken because I really yeah. liked it. <laughs> yeah. So, but we're going to go, we're going to go to the other city this time. So we went to Minneapolis. Now we're going to St. Paul and near, you know, the, the fabulous Grand Avenue area, the Summit Avenue area of Minneapolis, of St. Paul. We're going to go to anybody? Edwin, just get on with it. Okay. We're going to go to Cafe Latte, one of my favorite spots, especially when I was in college. Um, this is uh, this is near and dear to my heart. It is a staple of St. Paul. Like, it's been there ever since I can remember. It's been in the same spot. It's outlasted a lot of the restaurants on Grand Avenue for one perfect, one specific reason. The desserts. This place is a bona fide bakery. It's ran by bakers. It is, it is the 
it's all about cakes, desserts, tarts, that sort of thing. So sort of changing up a little bit. We're going to go to a, uh, a primarily dessert place. They do have entrees there. Okay. And here's something very interesting that maybe, I don't know if Pam or D'Angelo's been there. You, you, you been. took me there once. Nope. Yeah. I think back nope. when we were dating. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? It'll, it'll be the first time for me. It's cafeteria style serving. So it's a different kind of way of serving food. It's been, they've done, been doing it since the days of yore. So it'll be an interesting experience for Pam, especially. Um, I haven't been there for a very, very long time. I think the last time I went there was with you and that was a long time ago. Yep, I think that was we, were, we were still dating. We were still dating, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's still, it's very near and dear to my heart. I, I would love to go there more often than you know, they're not, but it's in St. Paul, so. And they only serve dessert. Um, well, back way back when, but now they're apparently they're serving like entrees. So it'll be interesting. So next time we're gonna go to Cafe Latte um, and we'll, uh, we'll fill you in in the next episode. Yeah, um, well, I guess it's time to wrap up, uh, so. But, <laughs> sorry, Evan gave you this. Just this, producing here. Yeah, Evan gave you this kind of funny look. Anyway, so thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, thanks for sticking with us so far. Um, thanks for checking us out if this was your first time listening. Um, you can find me, Angela, at Pleasant Doom on the Twitter sphere. My name is Pam. You could also find me on Twitter at PandaCatDragon1. You could also find me on Instagram at PandaCatDragon. You can also find me on the Twitter uh, at TweetTCitiesEdwin. Uh, and you could also find me at DIYEdwin on Instagram as well. It is becoming planting season. I'm so excited. <laughs> so... You, you won't see pictures of my of my bathroom right over there, so I'll probably have to put that on Twitter at some point. Anyway, uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can comment on the website, legendcreators.com. You can also email us at dungeondiners at gmail.com. And don't, um, don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> and, and if you have, you know, comment, like, and subscribe, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We, uh, we do still have a Facebook page for the Legend Creators, the Legend Creators uh, Facebook page. So you can drop us a line there too. Yeah. And thanks everybody again for listening to Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> <laughs>